Thursday. Snow made everything real weird. Seemed like we were just here on one day. Uh, but it's the WrestleCast, as always. Uh, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight, I have K-Mart. Uh, it's Ben from Colorado. Uh, my brain is <laughs> enough to do the entire spiel for him. I'm sorry. Uh, to be fair, I was eliminated first, yeah. or pretty early on in that uh, tag team battle royale. So... You got you got dark order. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm forgettable. Did you just dead now. name him. Is that what uh, nah, Ben Ben from Colorado. He mm. is Ben from Colorado. Uh, we prefer Colorado. <sighs> You're one of those people who say Art Kansas, aren't you? No, that it is <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> and as always, we have the front man himself, the dean of old school, D. White. Welcome to the Gun Club. That's oh, all I, I love it. Oh man, I wish I don't have my backpack up here. All of our, um, all of the Brody Lee stuff came in. So like, mm. Exalted in Heaven and the the armbands, all of it came yeah. in. Um, yeah, pro wrestling. I've been giving pro wrestling tees some money as of late myself, and shout out to them. But um, including my wife, you know, DDP here, so she's a disciple. Down Dallas Page. There you go. Um, yeah, back in back at the end of December, I was like, let me just go ahead and spend three hundred dollars on all of these T-shirts that I want. And yeah, it's not it's not yeah. hard to do. <laughs> I think I only got it's like not, five. I was looking on there last night. Um, you know how many times I've almost bought that Penta mask? I mean, almost. I, I'm gonna have to go ahead and do it, but you know, I've been trying to go. Is, is it? Are, if I go to work, is that gonna be too much? You think? You think the panther mask will be too much? Nah. What are they gonna do? Complain? I mean, I will, it's, yeah. They, they can't do much else, Dwight. <laughs> what, what are they gonna do? They have a teacher shortage. They can't get rid of us. <laughs> Hey, and what, especially the ones of us who are willing to come in the building. But um, exactly. I was, I was gonna say, I'll, I'll wear my penta mask, and then when they come to ask me about it, I just have to go. Man, it was a yeah, put right in their face. <laughs> All right, man, guys, a lot of a lot of great stuff are happened we... this week. A lot of really great stuff. Um, do we do a lot of stuff like just yeah, yeah. yes yeah a lot a lot of stuff you know i mean just sheer volume of stuff a lot for of instance, jay white back in new japan it was a work we were right all along although hey maybe i'm wondering if he was finding some florida real estate the more we keep going with this stuff well he did get well he did get name drops i don't know if you he yeah, did you yeah that last on wednesday night um, tr trust me, I was all over everything last night. 
I was yelling in the house. I'm sure Ben wanted to throw a shoe at me or something. Sorry, this isn't the University of Florida. That's for you, Drew. Uh, I was asleep most of the night because I'm... my work schedule is crazy. I'm surprised me yelling didn't wake you up still. I was I was an asshole about it. <laughs> um, Matt, I got up 15 minutes before I had to go to work. <laughs> I was dead asleep. No, I believe you. I'm just saying. I was shouting like a dick. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised like the neighbors didn't bang on the walls. Like, come on, Matt, you're better than this. <laughs> I was not. I was not right. last night. We're going to uh, quickly go over here. Um, some news. Um, not a whole lot of news this week, but some news. Uh, Lars Sullivan, gone from WWE, says he's probably done with professional wrestling. Um, he came out and, you know, Man, he towed the company line real hard uh, for WWE, so they did nothing but help him out. Um, the main reason for him being fired was no showing events. He talked about how uh, really pro professional wrestling gave him this anxiety disorder. He couldn't he couldn't eat. He he couldn't sleep. He wasn't able to like, get in the car, show up. So man, I I hope dude is okay. Um, he's got kind of a controversial past, but. Uh, that doesn't sound like a life anyone really wants to live. So I hope he gets the help or hopefully things are on the up and up from here. Yeah. Um, right. Another one well, that kind of, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Well, I don't know. Did you, did you see where apparently he like actually was booked and like no showed some events, right? Yeah. You know, and so, so, and you remember that's kind of the thing that happened when he first got brought up that he apparently had like a panic attacks or whatever. I mean, you know, I'm not going to, I mean, obviously we obviously we've made fun of Lars Sullivan, right? I mean, there's 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 material there to be made fun of. Uh, mental illness really isn't one of them, so uh, you know, just wish we had a rest. Yeah. Uh, also, we have talked with multiple wrestlers who say this business is not, you know, it's a taxing business on you. Uh, so, uh, if you ever need anything, please reach out to the correct uh people who you need to to get you with whatever help that you need um this is expected for a wrestling podcast but hey guys therapists are pretty cool and help you a lot highly recommend mm. so there's that um oh my god eddie i'm just seeing your comment party bowls brother Bring it. We are ready. We got a school that we guys can put you in. We'll find a way. It's like five minutes from a Waffle House. I can't tell you. Right. I am so ready. I am still pumped. We got yes. the still. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. We are ready. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you guys want to come to Virginia, party bowls. We're talking about next-gen wrestling. I love those guys. Those guys are great. Um, Man. <sighs> I miss live shows. <laughs> this is so bad. Yeah. Uh, other bit of sad news. Oh, going from such a hype thing to sadness. Uh, Brandon Cutler. Uh, looks like they have come to terms with his release. That like just dropped uh, maybe twenty-ish minutes ago. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to see if there's a time on it, but bless you. Um, <laughs> I guess we're still trying to find that one out on the time. Yeah. Um, oh, and what's what's more on that story? I mean, yeah, it's the first time hearing of that too, and you know, being a big fan of being the elite from way back. I mean, for whatever he does on AEW, BTE is. I mean, Brandon's a huge part of that. You know, he's 
Cameron. Oh, I said Brandon Cutler. I'm so sorry. Steve Cutler in WWE. Oh, oh yeah, Steve I was looking Cutler. up Jake know. Cutler was, for whatever oh reason. Oh, God. That's God, a major God. mishap on my end, guys. Guys, I'm <laughs> oh, so sorry. No. Brandon Cutler, the oh, dragon okay. of AEW, is still with oh, AEW. Nice. Uh, Steve Cutler of WWE, who used to be in the Forgotten Sons, is gone from okay. WWE. Yeah, well, they have a, I mean, what's he been doing? They're going to pay him. To see. And plus, it's after, you know, we're getting to that time, right? You know, WrestleMania is coming. We, it's, it's traditionally a time where they. Spring cleaning. Yeah, they start uh, future endeavoring people. Getting real close and, to the anniversary of what was it called? Black Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then there's some people like oh, we know whose contracts are expiring. So, you know, let's, uh, I think it's this is just. going to be real interesting here. Um, Guys, I am on a Wrestling Inc. and the first comment about the uh, release of Steve Cutler is Steve Cutler's dad. Now you'll be forgotten, son. Oh. <laughs> um, there is some speculation on Wesley Blake also um, being released here soon. Uh, longtime fan of the show, Mike DeShazo thinks they are impact bound once their days are up be interesting i hope they still are wrestling they might be guys who i feel like their look and and just kind of their shtick would be i don't know i think pretty well welcomed in uh nwa i think it'd be a great spot there of course no one knows exactly what is the plan with that as well only so much more going on so um tv deal announced for new japan today uh sort of tv deal i mean it's a tv deal in the u.s but they are going to be on the roku channel with roku it also means new japan uh, world is let's say new japan plus um everything's plus is going to be on the roku uh streaming site as well which is pretty great um i'm pretty pumped about that yeah it's going to show at i believe five o'clock on thursdays so it's going to be before we come live here as well for an hour yeah, it was funny because I, um, you know, I had to look it up because, um, I mean, with all the different, I mean, I, I knew nothing, right? I know what streaming services are. I know all that, but I hadn't done that. I've got apps on my phone. I usually just go on my computer. Um, I had to go look up. Probably going to have to go to Walmart and buy a Roku. <laughs> probably, whatever, probably what we'll do. Uh, WWE released a tweet about an hour ago on Wikipedia saying that they had come to the terms of uh releasing steve cutler and they wish him the best in his future endeavors uh so it's it's yeah it'll be interesting to see if wesley blake follows you yeah um so that'll be interesting yeah but the roku stuff is pretty cool um it's gonna be i think a little bit different uh some people were pointing out that they thought that new japan was gonna come to netflix what Mm. yeah look look I loved Lucha Underground. Clearly, that was not the place for it. <laughs> right. Um, Netflix is for binging. No one's going to... I mean, we would binge New Japan, but there comes a point where like, you're not going to rewatch a whole lot of New Japan stuff unless it's like the pay-per-views. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know the way that Netflix... I mean, you, where you drop the whole season at once. Yeah, it that's, just that's, Yeah, that doesn't really lend itself to you know wrestling storylines. Um because it's built around the big events and things like that. So, 
really can't do it that way. And plus, Netflix is not going to um, is not going to do the final season of Glow. So screw them. Screw yeah, them. that's kind of how I feel as well. Yeah. Um. All right. Big things coming out of Impact Wrestling on Tuesday. Ken Shamrock indefinitely suspended for attacking a ref. Uh, Trey Miguel back, and you know what? I really love the repackaging of him. Uh, I mean, once again, we said this last week, like, all right, Trey Miguel being portrayed as a serious character. Kind of heelish. Did anyone else get those kind of vibes from the sit-down interview? Uh, I haven't gotten the chance to sit down and watch Impact yet, so. Well, you know, I think, I think, yeah, I, I got a little bit of that vibe too, Matt. Um, but I think it was more of a, it was more like trying to be the complete opposite of what he was before. That's what I felt like it was more than like a heelish thing. But yeah, I mean, I, you're not wrong, but I'm just saying, I got, it was like one of those things where I am not that guy I used to be with this guy. And calling his former tag partners crutches. I was like, Ooh, okay. All right. I, I kind of dig it. I'm on board. Um, we saw a return or well, two returns to impact. ODB is back. Um, I wonder if maybe she'll have some kind of segment with Cody Diener. I, yeah. I don't know if there's a spot for that on the card, but I kind of want to see it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's just the chaos in me. Impact is the show where I want to see ridiculous things happen. Um, and also, I think the much bigger news, Mahabala Shira is back on Impact, helping uh, Rohit Raju defeat uh, TJP. Um, Shira, I thought, always looked like a physical specimen. I mean, he is just jacked. And I always thought he worked really well in the ring. Um, I think this is a dude who may be, may be worthwhile spot here in the main event scene after a couple months. Um, you still have a lot of really young talent you can work with. Ace Austin still having his future determined there. Moose, we still don't know with his contract situation. Trey Miguel coming back is great, I think, for them. Um, a lot of young talent who could be at the top very soon, but I think that is definitely an added, uh, a much-needed added potential main eventer. Um, <sighs> we say it every week. Maybe the best part of the show was Tony Khan's purchased advertisement on Impact. Uh, Dwight, were you able to see this one yet? Uh, that one, uh, yeah, I did, but I didn't get to. Um, I blasted everything so fast. Oh, I got. Although you. I did, I, I, I would, although I will say that in retrospect, it all made sense. So, so this is where our first dot was dropped this week. There's a lot of a lot of things that happened between Tuesday and today, and a lot of it crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tony Khan talks about how you know AEW is his professionalism. He that's where he is to do his job, but Impact this is. This is fantasy to me. I can fantasy do whatever I want. What are you guys going to do? I have money. You guys don't. You know what I am? I'm a shark because Shivani's staying there with like a little shark hat on uh, for beach break. And they're putting up beach break. Um, and he said, you know what? I don't, 
I don't particularly do emotional decisions, but you know, with impact, I make emotional decisions like private party showing up and when the opportunity to be there, that was an emotional decision. It was an emotional decision that I'm going to let John Moxley go to new Japan and face Kenta. And that's when all of us were like, yeah, Tony Khan's fucking with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was, I was on it. You can ask, Cod, you can ask everyone in the Discord. Yeah. I want to have faith, but I just don't know. <laughs> and of mm-hmm. course, Moose is incredible. Moose put down Rich Swan and Tommy Dreamer. Um, Chris Bay also looked really good in the main event match. It was uh, Tommy Dreamer and Rich Swan versus Moose, Chris Bay. Uh, Tommy Dreamer still getting his shot at the Impact World title at No Surrender. Blah. Um, I really, really hope, and this was brought up on commentary, and this is why I love Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker, million times better than what was there for Impact right now. Um, but just putting it up, you almost kind of wonder if Rich Swan set this match up as a way to get away from Moose for at least a little bit longer. I really liked them putting that out there, and I really hope that becomes the narrative. They won't do it because Rich Swan is the face. But putting it out there that, like, he should be scared of Moose is great. I really, really thought that was good character work, especially with their story. Yeah. Um, I am not excited for Rich Swan versus Tommy Dreamer. I think maybe I might go to bed early for that pay-per-view. But we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. <laughs> um, and that was Impact. Impact was... Impact was good. It wasn't a bad show. Um, but... With everything else that happened this week, you kind of forget a lot of it, honestly. Really happy I went back and looked at, at stuff again today to make sure I wasn't crazy and forgot all of it. You are um, crazy, but... I mean, yeah, it's true. True. Interesting things from NXT. Uh, Man, <laughs> we have not talked a whole lot about much of the Dusty Rhodes classic for either one of these. You guys cool on Monday... We're just going to spend 30 minutes and, and set up everything for their finals that they already have. Yeah. Sound good? Works uh, for me. I, I want to give those the respect they deserve. Dusty Rhodes is a legend. He did everything for those tag team divisions. Um, I'm not sure where this ranks in terms of previous Dusty classics, but I do want to give it its time in the sun, and I think Monday we will have more time to do that. Okay. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely – put more information out there on Monday for you guys who are listening. Um, okay. So the big thing, Ben, you already brought up to me prior to the show. You want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah. So uh, we kind of have started to get more information on the whole Zia Lee Boa. Who's this strange woman? Yan Shah. Yeah. Uh, they've, put more information about her. They gave us some family story or uh, I believe Chinese folklore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where, you know, was it brother killed a father and then the sister was trained by a dragon. Yeah. Sister was trained by a dragon and then it went like it showed uh, the, it trained her. And she she was killing the brother and she needed to become everything she hated. And that was feared. Yeah. And then like 
her face mask thing is very similar to the dragon that trained her. Yeah, I think it's just face paint. Yeah, I mean, it's face paint, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have really enjoyed that storyline personally. It's probably my favorite WWE... Uh, maybe WWE, definitely NXT uh, storyline in a hot minute. Uh, and they really haven't even wrestled. It's just been the mystique of everything. Yeah, they've done a really good job building this. And you know what? Uh, I highly... I can't believe I'm putting money in WWE's pockets even more, but I, I actually really encourage everyone to go watch the little YouTube video for, for Tian Sha because it's it's done very differently. You don't see this kind of build for, for a lot of wrestlers. Um, it's very artistic, art style, um, kind of set to match a lot of uh, traditional or, or uh, authentic Chinese folklore. So I think I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. It's very different, and different is good right now. I mean, it's not like weird. I think it's just very different from what they've done with everyone else. Yeah. Uh, so we have the um, conversation between Pete Dunne and Finn Balor, and I got to be real with y'all. Edge coming out here and pretty much saying – you know, this this is interesting, but I've never had that pointing at the NXT world title. Yeah. Uh, it's already rumored who Edge is gonna end up picking, but that was that was real cool. And the way it was immediately put out there afterward, well not afterwards, but later in the show that uh Carrie and Cross came up to Edge in the parking lot and was like, You can be interested all you want. But just know if you pick that title, it's not going to be Pete Dunne or Finn Balor. It's going to be me. Um, and and Edge's retort was real great. But once again, highly encourage everyone to go back and watch this promo because it was dope. Yeah. Uh, also, we got more information on the card for Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. I think this was the, this was the announcement of it also. Yeah. I don't remember if it was the official. I, I thought I saw somewhere where it was kind of like rumored, hinted at online. There was a visual before Wednesday, like before the show, and I think it was announced officially for the show. Yeah. Like there. I think that was the first time mentioned on television. Yeah. Um, so we'll go over that here in a little minute once we, once we get through. Ben, are you, st- are you still pulling that up? Yeah, I'm pulling up uh, what kind of happened with the whole Vengeance Perfect. Day thing. So, so I will, I'll get through it, and then once we're done with the NXT, we'll come back to you with that. Perfect. Uh, cruiserweight title on the line, Kurt Stallion versus Santos Escobar. Uh, look, I've been saying this forever. Everyone who's ever watched Lucha Underground and any type of wrestling ever, Santos Escobar is that dude. I uh, love him. I love everything they're doing with him. I just wish it was not around the cruiserweight title. Which is where this gets real weird because after he beat Kurt Stallion, Karrion Cross is there, and so is Scarlet. And you know, uh, let me see if I can find the the exact words here because they had a little conversation afterwards. Cross, they they seem to have an ever growing issue, so they're going to need to settle that. 
However, he's going to give the Cruiserweight champion some time to think about the inevitable. Um, once again, I really want this match. I'm all about this. Are they going to put Karrion Cross in a Cruiserweight title match? And have we really gotten a whole lot of information on why they're feuding in the first place? I feel kind of out of out of the in the dark on this. I was loving it when it happened. You know, just yeah, kind of like, yeah. this is really freaking awesome. And maybe it's just a rub thing. I don't know. I was thinking, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That seemed kind of out of left field, but I don't care. I like it. Yeah. yeah, and and like I said, I love these two guys. I think both of them are great in ring. It's going to be a great match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, Escobar can burn the building down whenever he wants. And carrying cross is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so those were the, the big, big points for NXT, really. We're going to come back and talk about the, the classics on Monday. Ben, do you have that card pulled up? Yeah. So uh, this is actually happening next Sunday yeah. on the 14th. Uh, also, it's the last NXT uh, takeover event to air on the WWE Network before the merger, which actually takes place into effect March 18th. Yep. Uh, but this card is pretty much already set up. It, they have the five stereotypical matches. Uh, you have the triple threat for the women's. Uh, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, that's, I haven't been paying too much attention to that storyline. Uh, yeah, they've been building that up the past couple of weeks here. Yeah, yeah, no, I know they have. I haven't paid too much attention to that. Uh, you have the women's tag team classic final, the men's tag team classic final. Uh, you have uh, Ballard Dunn uh, for the NXT champion, and that is going to be a barn burner just because of both of who's in it. Agreed. Uh, and then for the NXT championship or North American championship, we have Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. And that has been a great build that I've loved. Um, I'm, I'm about this match. It, it started off a little weird to me. Uh, yeah. Um, and like, I, I'm digging the fact that, you know, now that Johnny has lost to Kushida twice, I, I, well, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my spoiler for this prediction here. I think Johnny Gargano is going to retain with a little help from his friends here. Um, yeah. But, like, everything with, like, don't say Kushida's name around me. Why can't we say Kushida? Stop saying his name! Like, I thought that was real good. The interview stuff they did, I thought was real good. Yeah. Um, God, I really want Kushida to win the title here. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's not time quite yet. I think he's getting there, though. Well, I would tell you it is past time. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah, disagree. Was... NXT doing NXT stuff. <laughs> yep. Let's go on out of AEW. Uh, we open up with the Battle Royale, the tag team Battle Royale with uh, that had the FTR removed due to their actions last week. Um. I thought that was a clever way to get them out of the match so they don't actually have to eat a loss and we can still keep delaying this. Um, and I, I appreciate the fact that they made a big deal about, you know, 
cutting off Luchasaurus's horns and trying to cut Jungle Boy's hair. Like, I, I appreciate that level of like, okay, nah, at some point there's a line, you guys are crossing it. Um, I just thought it was a good way to get them out of the match. Uh, overall, Battle Royales are fun. We tell you this all the time. I thought this was a pretty well done one. Uh, MJF and Chris Jericho won. And uh, Jericho eliminated Sammy Guevara on accident. Um, but we do get a little backstage segment later on in the show hinting that Sammy is not okay with everything. When Jericho leaves to go after him, uh, MJF goes like, all right, boys, we got to have a talk. Uh, Wardlow, take care of the camera. So inner circle shenanigans is afloat. It's going to be real curious to see what happens there. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna float a theory I heard on. Uh, well, it, I I thought it myself, and then it's, what is it? Simon on what culture said it to Simon Miller? Yeah. Uh, doesn't this look like it's gonna be Sammy and MJF taking over the inner circle, like they're in cahoots? That's what I've heard a couple of times Man. from a bunch of different people. So, here's my hope. I mean, there be, is, it, is it just too obvious that it's going to be MJF splits the inner circle and whatever, and, and Chris Jericho gets left out in the weeds? But I, I'm telling you. I'm torn because, yeah. you know what, sometimes the obvious choice is the right choice. And I, I'm mm -hmm. really liking the idea of PMP and, Sa and Sammy as a team. Or even PMP going and joining uh, Eddie Kingston, but with the butcher and the blade there, I'm hesitant to move him. So what you're telling me is you want all the Hispanic guys together. That's what you're telling me. No, what I'm telling Wait, you. That's, that's what it seems like. It seem that look, seems look, like what you're I'm saying. gonna break out a hand sign that I learned in middle school. And are you are you Vince McMahon? No. <laughs> To live and die in LAX. <laughs> I was just, I don't know. It seemed like that's the world. That's what you were doing. What, what do you think I am? This isn't the Hurt Business. Which <laughs> I, turned out to be the best thing on Monday Night Raw. I'm just yeah. saying. There's, there's yeah. proven success with Eddie Kingston and PNP. Yeah, uh, yeah we've been there. I don't know. I'll, we'll see. I, I think you could go any number of ways. Um, but I kind of like the idea of Guevara and PNP. I think that's a much better move because those are the guys who have been really left out in the inner circle. They haven't really gotten any love since joining. Right. Um, Wardlow's had a world title shot. Not Wardlow, I'm sorry. Hager's had a world title shot. MJF's had a world title shot. Jericho was the champion forever. Uh, they just seem to always be the guys left out. They never get any love. So I think it could be a great storyline pushing that. Uh, Britt Baker defeated Thunder Rosa in what I thought was a really good match. I thought it was very fun. Uh, Britt Baker get a little help from Reba after Reba uncovered the middle turnbuckle. Uh, Thunder Rosa got thrown into it, locked into the lockjaw, and she uh, passed out. So, didn't give up, but was knocked out. Um, good storytelling, I thought. Hangman Page and Matt Hardy defeated the Chaos Theory. Uh, Matt Hardy tagged himself in the last minute to, to get the win, but Hangman seemed a little hesitant afterwards, raised their hand up. Kind of feel like this is going to be the next couple of maybe 
weeks, hopefully not too many months uh, of everyone trying to recruit Hangman. I, well, I don't know, though. I, that, that could be a um, – uh, you know, I was watching it, and, and I was thinking, man, that could be sort of like they're doing with uh, Billy Kay, <laughs> but also – but, but also, but yeah, <laughs> but also like it could be that, um, you know, I, I, one of the things that from like er, from 96 or so, the NWO era of WCW that was cool was that mystery about Sting and like whose side was he on? And then we had fake Stings and we had, you know, it, it had, we had, and, and for the, so for those of us who were alive and, con, and coherent enough to watch that as it happened um every week you were sure you were like oh what's he gonna do like is he gonna go with the nwo and why, why is he wearing black now does that mean he's in nwo i mean it was it was a huge mystery and we went you know because he went from being surfer sting nwo yeah, and the then crow. this character, yeah the crow and so it was like it was this whole like evolution thing and i think you know the whole like drunk adam you know hangman is done kind of then we did a little funny stuff with the with the, with the dark order and that's going on. But I think eventually we might just get like the stone cold Steve Austin, like the I'm on my own team. I'm by myself. I, and I kick everybody's ass. I have a theory for you later <laughs> that I will most definitely get to, because there's a whole lot we still have to unpackage. Uh, February, we're getting the women's world championship eliminator tournament matches are going to take place in the United States and in Japan. Interesting. Yep. Uh, we also learned recently, I think that came out today, that Hikaru Shida is back in Japan. She's going to be one of the lead producers for the tournament, which I think is kind of a cool nod. Um, your active champion also getting a chance to also work a little bit behind the stage. I think that's that's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we have the announcements of who's in the tournament. We're going to start on the uh, Japanese side of things. I apologize if I mess up any pronunciations. I am white. It's what it is. I, I do my best. Uh, we got Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, Veni, Emi Sakura, Ryo Mizunami, ooh, I lost myself, Mai Saraga, Rin Kotakura, and my favorite, Maki Ito. <laughs> if you guys don't know Maki Ito, she is the one who uh, posted her name and then went on Twitter and was like, let's go, motherfuckers. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh. I'm in love. <laughs> She's a, a failed idol turned professional wrestler. <laughs> On the U.S. side, NWA Women's World Champion Serena Deeb, Riho, not on the Jap Japanese side. She's gonna be on the U.S. side. Yeah, my question about that is, how is? Because I know she's kind of stuck in limbo, and Japan is pushing their travel restrictions back another month. So, what it is? Because I actually looked into this. Tony Khan was able to get her out while there was an in-between period. Okay. And she's currently in the quarantine. Okay. So she's currently okay. travel travel quarantine right now. Okay, so she has so she's back in the states then. From my understanding, yes. Unless everything I've read's wrong, but that's what that's only reports I've seen. Um, yeah. Britt Baker, Tay Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch. Who boy. I think we're going to have a lot of fun in this tournament. Um, I think so too, but it, I just feel like it's, 
my early prediction obviously is going to be Britt Baker, just because I feel like they've been pushing her to the moon for so long. I think that's fair. And I, I think Britt Baker would be good for this spot. I could definitely see Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa taking each other out of the tournament somehow. Um, I have a feeling, and and this is kind of a long way away. I don't know, uh, pre-pandemic, so who knows if anyone really remembers it. I think this is going to be Riho versus Yuka Sakazaki. Because forever ago, before everything closed down, there was a segment on Dynamite where Riho just kind of got angry and pushed Yuka away and was like, get the hell away from me, and just walked off. I think this could be the rekindling of what was supposed to be a feud. Uh, and I think Riho is going to be the winner here to challenge Hikaru Shida. Maybe a heelish Riho. I mean, she has been gone long enough where I think she should she could come out as a repackaged heel Riho. Well, uh, I don't think she would have any kind of turn till like the finals. So like you can you can get the benefit of her beating Britt Baker with a little help from Thunder Rosa. And maybe we get Rio versus Nyla Rose in the first round again, just to piss off you and Jeff. Um, <laughs> but she could turn in the main event and what it seems like would be a face versus face match. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't, I don't know where brackets are. That's going to be a really fun thing that we'll yeah. do separately off the show. Yeah, but brackets haven't been announced yet as far as I'm aware. We just know who's in. Right. Yeah, we just know who's in. Uh, I'm watching the video that AEW put out, and it's it's just announcing the people, and it has the bracket. Oh, in the my background. girl Maki Ito. Well, hey, let me let me just throw this out there, man. Um, has anybody seen the meme that somebody put out with uh, Tony Khan with the with the uh, Thanos glove, and he's got you know NWA, uh-huh. AEW, <laughs> whatever like that, and you know that kind of hit me i'm like yeah they're putting something together like this is like the they're and and it's significant i yes, think because, Dwight. <laughs> you know it's it's really 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 significant because this i think um what 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 has what, what we've had is we've had wwe as this monolith thing that has you know for all the good i was talking to a friend of mine uh i mean at work co-worker and he he actually watched Royal Rumble, and he, of course, everybody knows I'm into wrestling, so they gave him a mask, was talking about it. And he said, he's, you know, he's watching this kid, his daughter loved it. She was, like, over the moon thinking it was great or whatever, and it was awesome and whatever. And I thought, and, I, and it, it came back to me, and I saw, I can't even remember whose Twitter it was on. It was probably uh, Sean Ross Sapp. At one point, he said, just remember, WWE is for children. And I thought, because it, then, it, then, it, then the things they do make more sense. Right. And yeah. so I thought, OK. And then for those of us who are wrestling fans and I've been fighting this since I was a child, not even, you know, because I hated Hulk Hogan. I thought it was a cartoon and I liked real wrestling. And I, you know what I mean? That's yeah. been my whole life. And so, you know, 2001 was bad. It was sad because I was like, oh, well, it's all dead now. Everything is dead. All the things I love is dead. And Vince McMahon killed them. And so. We've kind of been fighting that, and I like TNA and all that, but they never, ever, ever had that moment where all the wrestling companies said, "Let's go." We're all going to die if we don't get if we don't band together, right? That's what's going to happen. Now, 
this brings me back. I need to give you a history lesson, so do your damn homework. Go look it up. But there was a short, very, very short-lived partnership between uh, Jim Crockett Promotions and the AWA and the USWA called Pro Wrestling USA. And they, it was basically they were going to go after Vince McMahon, right? Be the, be, and they could have. They had a ton of talent at the time, right? Mr. Uh, Perfect. You had Jer- Jerry Lawler. I mean, some of the old stuff on ESPN. Yeah, it, no, it was good. We'll, we'll show up some matches. Right. It was it was great. And they had a TV deal with ESPN. They could have done it, but you know what happened? Backstabbing people all wanted their piece of the pie. They couldn't agree on who got the most. And guess what? They all died. That's what ended up happening. It was like, so now I think we're at an entire um I, I, an entire like uh, a, a generation later in WWE. If you if we and we've watched and we talk about this every week, right? Um, yep. WWE is making some of the same mistakes I believe that WCW started to make, right? It, they just it's it's like the the not pushing young young guys having silly gimmicks, having or having gimmicks, all the dumb single name nonsense, like all the stuff that we. It really doesn't matter, but it does affect. It's like you, after a while, you just get this like, wow, this is like the, the women's world one bra was just like they could have done twenty people. They didn't need thirty people, obviously, because they were putting filler in there, right? And that's WWE, a lot of filler, a lot of filler. So this is the time, and it looks like it's going to happen. So I'm going to step down off of my soapbox now and tell tell you that I'm excited for what's getting ready to happen when we stop. Definitely, yeah. So. Uh, we're going to take a quick little stop here talking about the the wedding of Penelope Ford and Kip Zabian. And look, this was not a production masterpiece. It was not anything spectacular. But it did give me maybe the greatest chant ever in professional wrestling. And look, I don't know how many of you guys have ever been to the Roxbury or maybe oh. broke the side window rocking your head but if you get a crowd to chant what is love baby Baby, don't don't hurt hurt me me. don't hurt me no more you win it's over i'm telling you that was one of and that was one thing i did and i was like that oh that was not only was that clever right and then miro having the the sense to be like I love that song. <laughs> All right, now shut up. I mean, this is my time. <laughs> like it was great. It, it was, was a great. really good way of being like, "Hey, this is a real cool and different thing you guys just did, and we don't talk about it enough. That's dope." All right, let me bring it back to heal this up because we're <laughs> on a time limit. Um, uh, other parts I thought were pretty funny. They definitely made fun of every single wedding angle that Mira was in throughout this entire thing. Um, him throwing out the the present from Charles Taylor, <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy coming out of the cake, a la Rusev did with uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley. This whole thing was it kind of felt like making fun of all of the horrible angles that Rusev was a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. Some people are so tired of that stuff. I thought this was funny. I I laughed, the ch- the crowds chanting, 
all of this was not serious to me at all. We'll get some match out of this that I think is going to be good. Um, but I, I don't know. I laughed. So <laughs> that's just my bit on that. People are saying that this is the best wedding segment in all of professional wrestling. I think uh, it's wrong considering they gave an entire pay-per-view to Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. I was about to say, they're think- putting it on. I wasn't alive or coherent enough to remember this. I also didn't watch wrestling at the time. Uh, <laughs> Dwight, maybe you're the person to speak on this. Of course I'm the person to speak on this. <laughs> uh, people are saying that this is better than Elizabeth Macho Man. Uh, and I don't have probably the wherewithal or the knowledge. And we don't have the time tonight to yes, get into yes, it. Yeah, no, yes, you do, because that's an idiotic statement. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. It's idiotic. I love AEW. Some of their fans think everything they do is the greatest thing ever. Yes. I get it. You know, push you do, my, my, macho, well, my, Macho Man Elizabeth happened on NBC. Yeah, on Saturday, yeah, on like, on Saturday night in place of Saturday Night Live. Okay, like, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. So some things are just above wrestling. Yeah, People right. actually cried real tears when Macho Man and Elizabeth were reunited. Oh, uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a huge Macho Man fan, and that was yeah, that was like crazy. Um, awesome. Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston was a pretty fun lumberjack match. Uh, pretty interesting. Beer, beer, bear. I keep want to say beer country. Shout out to bear our country. bouncers. Um, bear country got involved. Yeah. I'm curious to see maybe that's where we go with Butcher and Blade, or maybe they end up helping out uh, Roberts. Kind of like the idea of Roberts having his own little family. Yeah. Well, yeah, that I do too. And and um, bear those country, guys are they fit in real well. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. And you know those guys. Um, you know, they've been in, you know, they've been around for yeah. a while and I've seen them, man. There was a, what was it on, there was a series on, uh, was it IndieWrestling.com or whatever? And I think there was that in Northeast Wrestling. Oh, one of those. Gosh, man, I'm going to go back and look at it now because it was really good. Or Beyond. Was it Beyond? It might have been Beyond. That may sounds... have been Beyond. Yeah. And it was like, gosh, it was so good, man. I was just, yeah, it was, it was beyond. It was that, um, it was the, their series that they had on. It was so yeah. good. And I thought uh, I'm butchering a blade. I think they came from there too. Same I think, kind so. of, I think a lot yeah. of guys did, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so it was, it was like, uh, I re- when they, when I saw they were coming, I was like, oh yeah, those guys, those guys are the real deal. So, um, yeah, I'm all about it. So, Main event time, and this is probably the thing we should spend the majority of our life talking about. Uh, it is the Biz Cliz, the Good Brothers, and Kenny Omega coming out to their own group music uh, versus uh, Pac, Phoenix, and John Moxley taking the place of Penta, who, from all accounts, is legit hurt. Um, I, I have to go back and rewatch it, but they said in the beatdown segment, it wasn't even the real Penta. Who got beat up? Um, what? Oh, yeah. Apparently, apparently they actually had someone fill in the spot, which is why they made sure not no one could get a real good look at him. <laughs> that damn Serpentico. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone's bit. 
Well, um, I was just remembering Sammy Guevara was Serpentico, yeah. so who knows? If, um, if you're returning or attacking somebody, you're dressed up as Serpentico. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all right, so so Bizcliz wins here, and this is fun. This is actually a really fun match. Um, it pales in comparison to what happened afterwards, because two big things happened. Uh, Bizcliz is containing the beatdown on Phoenix, and Lance Archer's music hits, and Lance Archer's coming down to help him. And, uh, you know, the ring, ring gets cleared, and all of a sudden now it's just Mox and Omega. Mox has the upper hand, and he's getting over. And by God, Kenta comes through the crowd and just hits him with a forearm smash, picks him up and hits a, a real ugly, really not good botch go to sleep Yeah, um, that Mox sold pretty weirdly. He hit the ground, came back up, went back down. Nice. Omega got up and, and I, I noticed this afterwards. Don Callis sounded like he knew what was happening. He knew Kenta was coming. So I'm very curious. I, I put this out there. I don't know if Don Callis still works with New Japan, but if he does, oh, if he does, there's going to be a lot of things to talk about. Um, and then afterwards during the post show they had a little segment here Kenny Omega caught up with Kenta uh, and Kenny was like hey Switchblade bro- brother Switchblade didn't tell me anyone was coming over you know I, I love that that's great you know mm-hmm. and yeah. Kenta just goes shut the f- up we are not friends <laughs> and walked away I know. Boys. <laughs> I know, and I, I said this before we went on, um, and it was so true. It's so true. It's like that was not a bad AEW. It's not a bad dynamite. It wasn't a good dynamite. It was yeah, sort it of the best it, it, it was it was hit or miss. It had some awesome moments. It had some that uh, whatever. I could take it. That saved. That saved it. That's what that. That's what everyone's going to remember, especially that part. That was like, oh yeah. I, so we're, I, the I, whole like. The Bullet Club, we're doing it, we're not doing it. And gosh, I'm going to tell you right now, I will pop so hard if G.O.D. shows up on any one of those shows. I am going, I, I, I am dying for that. I I completely agree. And and I have more information on the deals, details from, of course, Big Daddy Dave Meltzer on this working relationship. So take it with a grain of salt, as you will. But he has confirmed that AEW and New Japan are in a working relationship said that a deal needed to be made for New Japan to have Moxley on their shows to defend the U.S. title, and in return, Kenta would show up on Dynamite. So, Tony Khan essentially used the IWGP U.S. title here as like a, hey, we want to do this. Just send Kenta to AEW to put him out. Um, Things did not go smoothly. And next week, it's going to be Moxley and Lance Archer Versus Kenny Omega and Kenta. And uh, because Kenta is not under contract, this is a lights out false count anywhere match. Which we haven't seen in a while, but it does always seem to be either Moxley or Omega. Well, it was Moxley and Omega, remember? Yeah. And uh, poor uh, Omega got uh, that paradigm shifted through a glass top coffee table, which oh. I was told people don't really have anymore, but they we have were there. there. So, no. Yeah. 
the lights out That's match true. was the uh, suplex onto the uh, bed of barbed wire. Yeah, right. which was horrifying. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the coffee like, table was at their first live show. Yeah, that's yeah. when that's when we were there. Yep. And we had no idea what was going on. We had to watch it on the big screen. Yeah. So more news on the relationship between AW and New Japan. It's unclear going forward due to the pandemic, due to travel restrictions and quarantine, preventing talents from both companies traveling to and fro. Meltzer did note that Kenta could easily cross over because he lives in Orlando and it's possible for other New Japan talent that live in the U.S. to possibly cross over as well. He also noted that there are a lot of people in AEW that cannot wait to go back to Japan. Um, there's a follow-up saying that once travel restrictions and quarantine regulations are cleared up, anything is possible, including Ibushi versus Omega which is something that both of them were talking about on Twitter. I don't know if, if anyone really caught on to this. This was earlier this week. Both of them put it out there that, like, Kenny, what happened to you? Coda, you say you're a god. You need someone to give you real direction here. Like, ha, everything. And the wrestling world blew up. I don't know if anyone else just went and looked to see people's reactions, but, like, Facebook groups for wrestling – could not stop talking. I mean, like, notifications at four in the morning. Um, Twitter, everyone was going nuts about the possibilities. And I put this out there uh, to, to Jeff Hitman Hall because he's the one. Because um, people were really pumped about Kenta. They were even more excited that maybe this means Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada 5. Oh, in the man. States. We're not worthy. We're not worthy because I don't know. I don't know how they could ever have a better match than really any of them. Right. But if anyone can do it, it's those two guys. Can you imagine that on a Wednesday night? Good gracious! They wouldn't oh, give that no to way. us. There's no way. That's I said, all out. I said, I said, imagine. I said, imagine. Just saying. Well, let me throw this out there this was a, a, a post here uh, sean ross sap about last night's uh impact show let me pull it up here so last night aew show featured talent from aew new japan impact and nwa and some people also argue technically AAA as well with Phoenix and Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, also including the women uh, in the tournament, there is some stardom. There is some, uh, oh God, TJPS, TPJS. I, right. I'm struggling to know the full initials, so I apologize, everyone. I'm going to do my, do my damn research following. Um, but... <sighs> we've been saying it's happening for so long now. It's weird to think that maybe it's actually happening. Um, Finn Balor five hours ago put out a tweet adding both good brothers, Kenny Omega, G.O.D., A.J. Styles, the Young Bucks, Adam Page and Jay White with the prayers emoji. Yeah. 
Adam Cole posted a picture of him with the shirt on. God. Look, look, here's what I was going to get at as well. So, we keep talking about where's where's Hangman showing up? Where's what was going on with Hangman? Hangman's going nowhere till he comes home to the elite. Oh, seriously? Because the elite versus Bullet Club. I I I, I wanted my my um, I wanted my Hangman thing to come true, man. You, I, I wanted I'm, to be. I'm down with that, but this this is what the I think lonesome the lonesome stranger. That I'm gonna be. That's what I want to happen. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, guys, any other thoughts on all of that? Uh, I mean, it's it's we're it's it's funny because it's like um, we don't know what to expect, right? We're just we've gotten yeah. this. We we've got enough confirmation that we can hope, right? And have some ideas. We can start to dream, and it's not just crazy stuff. Like if I had said to you a month ago, it's like, oh God, wouldn't it be cool if like Jay White did a run in on on Dynamite, or you know, and, if we, and it would and we would go, oh yeah, well, blah, blah. now. Yeah, see, it doesn't sound so ridiculous, does it? And now so, it seems like it's possible, right? And so and we're like, God, I hope so. Well, and Look. and you know, even with all of the wrestling world, we got things going on. I think this is probably one of the coolest. Um, it's probably one of the coolest things that we've had happen, even since AEW got announced. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all starting to happen. It's something that we all wanted, which is real crazy. That us as fans can finally be like, yeah, a company is giving us just about everything we've wanted. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. not the best level, but honestly, working with New Japan, uh, you know who's left? The only one who's really left? Ring of Honor, man. I, well, and they went, and that Ring of Honor TV was really good this week. So it was, it again, and and I do know. gotta give a quick little shout out to our boys, the Bouncers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although they didn't, you know, we support our boys no we matter. Support what. our boys, even in a losing effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. you know, it was what? great to see those guys again. Matt Taven, eat yeah. it. I hope BCP does it again. Brian, you're our dude. We love you. No matter what, yep. we got your back. That's right. And with you, you don't come we for did, our boys. their time. And we didn't forget that Ben owes you beer. We haven't forgot that. Yeah. yeah. I think all of us owe them beer. I'm pretty sure all of us owe them, like, you know, at least a I was, round. I was, throwing that, I was throwing that on you, Ben. I'm just saying. I'm not going to lie. I already had a Beer Sadie shirt. I'm going to go buy three more. Just because. Oh, just because. No. EWO baby, it's time. And uh, and Joe Keys, that guy, did you see that match at the beginning? Is that his name, Joe Keys? He yeah. he took he took on uh, uh, the Gresham in a pure the leader of the foundation, Jonathan Gresham. And dude, that guy looked good. Like where yeah. has he been that I didn't know who he was? But I do now. I'm I'm looking forward to that guy. Good stuff. I'm excited. Ring of Honor's gonna do a lot of really great stuff. Um, obviously once again, our boys, the bouncers can do no wrong. So with that guys, I think it's time for the plug. If you guys like what you heard tonight, 
you're going to really love what you see over on our YouTube channel. We have the quick count, the ref bump. Uh, man, we got just about everything over there. We got some prediction shows. You have our wonderful podcast here live over there as well. Maybe some potentially new shows being talked about coming out as well. So with that, guys, check on out uh, the YouTube channel, Podcast World Order. And if you really, really liked what you heard, more than just subscribing, you can support us at ko-fi.com slash pwl one, two, three. It's as easy as one, two, three. And for the small price for a cup of coffee, you guys can help us put on these incredible shows. Thank you guys so much. Uh, man, what a time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't wait for next Wednesday now. Or Tuesday even, really. Because you don't know what's going to happen on Dark either now. It, it could be anywhere, anytime. <laughs> With that, everyone... Right. I hope you all have a safe weekend. We must bid you adieu until Monday. Goodbye and good night. Bang.